Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. This is your host, Madeline Moon of the Mind Body Musings podcast. And I want to start this show off by closing my eyes and getting into the zone and being honest with y'all because I'm always honest, but I particularly wanted to share something intimate and vulnerable and hopefully it brings someone out there some comfort that they're not alone and that other people are going through this as well. And I just felt like sharing it. I have no idea why I did not intend on putting this at the intro of this podcast, but why not? So a few weeks ago, I had the More Than This retreat and I've mentioned it a couple times. It was awesome. The day before, I was feeling super purposeless. I was feeling empty, I was feeling fearful, and most people will not admit this because they want you to think as a coach or a leader or a healer, whatever they may be, they have everything together, and they know how to handle their emotions, and everything is always swell and smooth, and for me, I consider that swell and smooth as well because I had such a beautiful release. So the day was approaching of this retreat beginning and I was just filled with crazy emotions. I really can't describe it. I'll tell you why in a second. I'm getting there. But I was filled with feelings of fear and a lot of being purposeless and sad and I was trying to, then I started beating myself up because I was like, I'm a selfish person. I I should be if I'm a good coach, then right now I spend the whole day creating good energy for the people coming and being happy and getting excited and pumped. I need to go jump on a rebounder and watch I Am Not Your Guru and get excited about life. I'm so selfish because I'm sitting here crying. So what I did, what I didn't mention actually, is that the night before I took a bath, took a bubble bath. And I felt really empty as I took this bubble bath and just lost. That was really the best way to describe it. I felt lost. Um, So then the next day I go through those feelings again. And then I call my mom and just like ball on the phone. Ball. To this day, my mom is still the best coach I've ever had. She just listened. I cried hysterically like a five-year-old. And she giggled. And then I started giggling and laughing. And I just cried, laughed. And it was totally fine. And she just told me, hey, Madeline, you know it's full moon? And then I go, what? What? And I just start crying even harder, laughing, crying harder. Because it's so ironic to me that I, my cycle is now fully in sync with the full moon. So when there's a full moon, that is the night that I also start my cycle or I start my period. And... My dream five years ago was to even, was just to have a period because I didn't have one. I was, my hormones were crazy. I didn't have a period and I really wanted one. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm actually in sync with the full moon, which was always a goal of mine to have one and then to be in sync with the moon because as females, that is, I guess you could say, optimal to be in sync with the moon. Now, do you have to be in sync with the moon? No, but it's great. And I finally have gotten to this point where I'm in sync with the moon. It's so funny what it does to me. It's not 
it's it's in a sense it's beautiful but in another sense it's totally horrific and it's the worst it felt like the worst time for that to happen to me but when I realized that that it was the full moon I just started my period I always feel really empty and lost when I have my period some people get frustrated some people get depressed introverted I get lost and I know this. This has been the past few years. Every time it happens, I feel lost. So when it happens now, I've gotten to this point where when I realize it, I recognize it, I just let it do its thing. And the reason why I mentioned the bubble bath is because I hate baths. And once a month, I get a craving for a bath, which is really weird. But my whole point of this is to say that when I was so into my masculine energy, go, 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 bodybuild, six pack, driven, do it myself, don't take the backseat, lead the relationship, speak up first, never quit, never fail. When I had those kind of mentalities, my period was also gone. I was turning into, my energy was turning me into a man. Now it's true. It's very true. And now that I have stepped into my feminine femininity as well I feel more sensual I feel beautiful I feel flow I'm not as structured voila I get I get my period back and then and then it goes a step further and then I'm in sync with the moon and then another step further I feel lost one day and I release my emotions on the phone crying like a baby instead of instead of trying to get everything together that's another beautiful thing I never used to be able to do and then the next step is I was able to release that judgment be able to be like that and release the judgment and I promise you after that moment of of the hysteria on the phone I felt so much better with my mom so much better I I went to the gym I listened to some music I danced but not because I was like okay now I'm gonna go to the gym and like get all tough and stuff no it was like okay I'm gonna go to the gym because I want I want to work out that's what I wanted. That's plain and simple. And then I put on good music and I had fun and I just felt really in sync with my body. And guess what? The next day came. I was all fine. I was excited. The energy was good, but it's only because I released those feelings without judging myself for them. So I don't know. That brings you some comfort of or motivation to step back into your femininity and stop being so um, hard headed all the time and masculine, then do it. And if you're a guy listening to this, maybe you can get some perspective for a loved one in your life or even for yourself. How can you step more into the part of yourself that may be more on the feminine side that that's craving flow, less structure, craving creativity, and take part in this journey as well. I welcome you all. So thank you for listening to me chat about that. Just me wanting to be real about not being perfect and yes I have hysteria crying moments with my mother even when you least expect it so always remember that the goal is not to be like someone else or to be like a leader or a guide or someone that you follow it is to be the truest version of yourself judgment free and that's what I'm chasing to do and I'm sharing it along the way so without further ado let's get started on the intro of this podcast Today we have on Jamie Gonzalez, who is an inspirational speaker, honest writer, and wholehearted mentor in living our truth. Jamie supports people in getting themselves out of the way, letting go of fear, and living limitlessly. He works with clients from all around the world, having spent the past few years traveling between Australia and the U.S., working with clients ranging from 
top corporate companies to your average everyday person simply looking for a deeper connection with themselves. Jamie absolutely loves supporting people and moving through perceived limitations so they can feel empowered to live the life they love and come to know who they truly are. At a young age, Jamie discovered a passion for life and living it without limitations so many of us experience. Jamie shares, I like to see the possibilities and go for them while still sharing the journey of awakening to our limitless self. Jamie has an ability to bring everything back to the moment and access a powerful way of being in life. Thus, people may follow what they truly feel moved to do and be the person they feel to be, regardless of circumstances. Incredible conversation with Jamie today. I love Jamie. I've been following him for a while on Instagram, and I just, I really, I really appreciate the energy of this guy. And as you can tell from his bio, he's all about limitless and freeing yourself from, from limitations. And you really gain that from this conversation that he really believes in recognizing that you already have what it is that you want. I really like Jamie because he pointed out a totally different concept to me and that is to stop manifesting because when you manifest you're chasing after something you believe you don't have and you do have it you already have it so it's interesting to listen to his perspective on this I'll be curious to hear your thoughts if you want to share with me after you listen to the show on the show notes or on Facebook message me Maddie Moon I'd love to know your thoughts and just really enjoy this one dive in deep enjoy his work and his words and follow him Other announcements, I have a couple spots open in my one-on-one coaching. So if you are ready to have a deeper connection with yourself and be guided through that with moi, please apply for that. You can go to the coaching tab on my website or to the link in the show notes for this episode. I have coached women who have moved through survivor's guilt, who have created jewelry shops, who have completely transform their relationships with themselves, with perfectionism, letting perfectionism go. I've worked for clients for over a year. I have, I've been able to watch people go from making zero money to making uh, a very nice living for themselves. I've been able to help people finally come to terms with the body they've been given and enjoy it and love it and have direction for creating a business. It's been my pleasure, my honest pleasure to be able to guide so many incredible women but I am picky with the women that I work with. So if you believe you are one of them, if you have a dream inside of you, you're ready to see come out. Or if you just want more confidence, if you want to wake up in the morning feeling powerful, feminine, in your flow, like water, then please apply for that coaching. I would love to see if we would be a good fit together. Also, if you're desiring the same exact things, but you want to do it in a sisterhood type of atmosphere, please come to the Confidence Revival Retreat for 2017, May 14th to 18th. We will be experiencing a total unravel of our limiting beliefs, the things holding us back, experience a true boost in self-worth and self-value, and finally start to say yes to what we feel we deserve, what we want, and to not beat ourselves up when something doesn't go according to plan, and to finally step into your femininity so you can improve the relationship you have with your husband or your boyfriend and love them more more and deeply and love yourself more and deeply please apply for that 
at maddiemoon.com slash confidence dash revival. There is a link to that on the show notes. I'm taking a handful of women. Um, there are payment plans. If you want to come, you're like, I don't know. You can pay in a way that works for you. But I would love to have you there. I've been able to see the transformations women have at retreats, and it's incredible, and it's beautiful. And this one will include dance and yoga and art and all the food and beds. So you will have everything included. Woo! Stoked for that. Okay, guys. Woo! Taking a breather here. I think we're ready to head on over. So get your journals out or put your headphones in or whatever gets you in your flow. And let's hear what Jamie has to say. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on maddiemoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 138. We're already here, time flies. I am so excited for this episode with Jamie Gonzalez. I first heard about Jamie when I was traveling around uh, Southeast Asia in my three-month trip. I was traveling with a really good friend of mine who I've also had on the podcast. Her name is Sarah Tamburini, and she told me about Jamie because I was planning to go to Australia, and she was like, hey, Jamie's this awesome life coach, speaker, mentor, maybe y'all would like be good friends or something. So I looked you up and I really loved everything that you had to say. So I had to get you on the show, Jamie. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your beautiful wisdom with all of us and welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Maddie. And uh, yeah, it's always beautiful hearing how you come about finding people or how they end up dropping into your life. And uh, yeah, cool little story there. I love Sarah. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. How did you and Sarah meet? I don't think I even know that. Sarah contacted me about mentoring, actually. So that's, yeah, she was back and forth between here and Singapore. Um, and that's, yeah, that's how we met. She she booked in for a call with me, and um, that's where it all started. Oh, beautiful. I love it. So I am fairly new to your whole history of Jamie Gonzalez, like the history of how you got to where you are today and how you even became this mentor to so many people around the world. So if you don't mind, I would love if you would dive deeper into your story and where that pivotal moment changed for you that you realized you wanted to live a more limitless lifestyle and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, cool. Big question. Big question. So I'll I'll try and summarize this up with all the juicy bits. Uh, But yeah, look, I've been doing what I've been doing today, i.e. mentoring and speaking and writing for just just coming up to six years now. And how I got to that point six years ago was I'd spent about 15 years of my life on a search. And when I say a search from a young age, 
from, I think it was 14, I started meditating. And that was really weird because that was about 20 years ago, just over now. And back then, meditation wasn't cool. <laughs> like now, meditation's cool. Everyone's doing it. So you could talk about it. You could share it. Back then, I kind of felt like I had to hide a little bit, <laughs> um, which was interesting. So, But it, it started me on this inward journey. And the reason I dived into meditation was my parents divorced. I was living out of home. And a family friend of ours, um, you could say, had an experience that sort of awoke and didn't, uh, awakened her more, more to this spiritual side of life. And she shared meditation with me. And for me, at that point in my life, meditation, for some reason, took me uh, to a space or a place within myself where I found peace. Even though in my circumstances, there was chaos happening. And I started to find the deeper I dug into that space, the more free, the more um, peaceful I would feel. And then I noticed my circumstances wouldn't have so much power over me. So I was very supportive at that stage of my life. But I went on in my teens and, you know, and I, I dived into different things at a young age, uh, doing energy work and Reiki. And then, yeah, my, my teens were sort of wrapping up. And by 18, 19, when you finish school here, uh, you know, everyone's sort of like, well, what are you going to become? You know, you'll leave school and go and survive in life. And um, that's where I sort of then placed my attention on life, you know, and becoming something or someone, sorry. And, yeah, I ended up getting into property and, started this this career in quite, at quite a young age a commercial property here in Sydney Australia and and I still uh, went on this I was still on this search I was still seeing like different teachers and gurus and um, had different coaches and mentors as well uh, because I just I had, I had this sort of yearning to go deeper into you know who I am and why am I here you know that was a question I would ask my mum at a young age and she thought I was crazy she's like why are you asking me who are you and why are you here <laughs> um, so yeah I ended up going on this journey through my 20s where you know I was out in the world and I became very successful very quickly in my mid-20s and then also had this you know a lot of knowledge and, and had come to discover so much about um, about different philosophies and I'd studied different religions at this point and all sorts of stuff but I got to this point in my late 20s and, you know, I, it was kind of, it was during a period of time where, you know, I had some mentors and these mentors I looked up to in business were really wealthy guys, really wealthy, really successful. And I remember meeting one of them, you know, um, in my late, later 20s and having a conversation with this person. And when I was having this conversation, I realized how unhappy this person was. And it kind of made me reflect on my own journey and what I'd been chasing, and which was this, you know, this success and financial security and freedom and all that sort of stuff. And, and I was doing really well, but it's like, you know, when you make, you know, ten thousand dollars, you want to make more. Then, then it became about making a hundred thousand. Then it became about making a million. And then it became about more and more. And I never felt like it was ending or getting to a point. I would arrive at points along that journey and and still think, well, you know, what next? Or at that moment in time. I'd only feel a moment of like I'd arrived, if you want to put it that way. And what happened was that when I met with this person, I, I realized that, as I said, how unhappy they were. And it made me go, well, what's the point of this? Like if this person, and this person was like a billionaire, and I said to myself, well, what's the point? Like this person's not happy. Like why am I chasing financial success? And I kind of became quite insecure because I realized that the reason why I was chasing it was to find security and safety in life, you know, um, by being financially secure. 
And what that meant, that all my power was in my financial circumstances. So depending on how successful I was or how business was going or how much money I had, that determined my state of being. And when I realized that, I went, well, I'm not really free. You know, because the next question was, if I lost all this, if I woke up tomorrow and I lost my business, lost all my money, uh, yeah, everything had just just basically crumbled around me, would I still feel free, happy, secure, and in love with my life? And the answer that came back was no. So I realized that everything that I had been building towards was an illusion because it was totally bound by my circumstances. So at that point, and that was in my late, late 20s, and I kind of got, went through this, this spate of depression um, because I lost, I felt like, well, what's the point to my life? Like, why am I here? You know, I've gone out and achieved all these things. I know all this stuff about life and who I am and had done all this work, but I, I felt, felt like I couldn't live it. You know, like I talked to, there were things that I'd been using and, and, and methods and certain things, even meditation, but <clears throat> I realized I was never really truly free. You know, my mind was always outside in my circumstances and therefore being myself, you know, wasn't really, wasn't really the, the first thing. You know, I wasn't really being myself. It was about my story. It was about my circumstances. So that was in my later twenties and, when I was going through that depression, I, I said to myself, you know, I, either show me a different way, otherwise I really don't want to be here anymore. Like, life cannot be about just making sure that you're in balance. Because that's what I felt like I was doing. So at that point when I asked, it was about 12 months later, um, I had my last mentor show up, and I had a lot of resistance resistance to this person that showed up in my life. His name's Miyazogi, and I had resistance because I put him in a box. I put him in the box of all the teachers and gurus and whatever else that I've been working with and because I felt like everyone was just talking about something that they'd heard before or sharing something from a text or from a script, but none of these people were truly living it. And for me, you know, that was what became more important. I wanted to be able to live from my beingness, a part of me that wasn't influenced by my circumstances. So when this person first showed up, when Amir showed up, you know, he said a lot of things I'd heard before, but I kind of said to him, and this is a long story short with, with how that progressed, but I said to him, look, I don't want to know stuff anymore. I want to be able to become it. I don't want to just know it in my mind. I want to be able to live it. And I remember I got invited back to a, another talk that he did, and in that space and time, just my soul jumped up. And I was like, okay, this guy's got something. It's different, you know, and I didn't know what that something was yet. But I went on that journey and I reminded myself that 12 months ago, I was either showing me a different way or I was going to be here anymore. So, you know, the discomfort, I always know that when there's something that's uncomfortable, there's a bit of resistance there, I want to dive into it because it's usually just my ego trying to protect me because it doesn't want to dive into something unknown. It wants to work with what I know. But what I know wasn't really servicing, um, you know, being a service to me anymore. So I dived into this, this world of basically following a feeling, getting to know who you truly are outside of your thoughts and emotions and getting more in touch with what you, you and I would call your intuition, you know, and for me, it meant, you know, that my life circumstances changed a lot because when I looked at following my intuition, which I'm sure you can relate to, Matty, it's, it's a feeling that moves you and when that feeling of, around intuition moves us and it is our intuition, it usually doesn't come with, let's just say, 
the logical um, right or wrong. You know, like when you look at following a feeling, sometimes it doesn't make any logical sense. You just know. There's just this feeling to follow. And I wanted to get more in touch with that because when I looked at it, I was like, well, that's my intuition. And my whole life, I've been looking outside of me for answers. I've been looking outside of me for guidance. And the one thing that I wanted to get closer to was myself. So it made sense to follow my intuition. And, you know, at that point in my life, I realized that I wanted to, I basically wanted to um, stop work, you know, and I don't know why. It was a really weird thing. I had a, I was still my property company running, but literally I was driving to the office one day and I just walked out. You know, I gave my business to my business partner, didn't organize a bat or anything. I didn't know what was next. I just knew this feeling was to stop. And your intuition speaks to you like that. It just knows things step by step. And that can be why it's so frightening to follow it because your mind will come in and go, well, we need to know the next five or ten steps so we feel safe and secure about taking this step here and now. And that's why most people can't follow it because their mind gets in the way. Their, their circumstances, their reality becomes more real than what they feel. So I went to follow this feeling and not knowing what was next, I found myself sitting I found myself not doing much at all, <laughs> and uh, that got quite scary because as I sat and did nothing for months, you know, my my income ran down and basically came down to zero, and it kept going down. <laughs> Had debt collectors at my door and everything, but I didn't want to react anymore. I didn't want to go on this journey of going into life and having to survive. I wanted to wanted to really come to know that I was alive and could live just because for that reason, that I am alive. I didn't need to go and do things from a place of need and fear. And that's what I felt like I'd been doing that whole life, especially doing my whole life, especially when it came to property, you know, because I felt like I was going out there to make money in order to survive. You know, it came from a place of fear. And then I realized it didn't matter how much I made, it always, it would never be enough because it came from a place of lack. It came from a place of this idea that I had to survive. So in this time and space, I, I started to just, yeah, be very aware of what I felt moved to do. And, and even though my circumstances were, you know, outside of me, my, in, in my story financially, and, and even I had, had a relationship at the time, and I was just very honest. I was like, look, I don't know where I'm going, but I just want to be so true to what I feel moved to do. And, yeah, in that experience, I found myself starting to write, you know, writing about what I was feeling and then noticing that, even though my circumstances were starting to crumble, just in making that decision to leave work and then just do what I felt moved to do each day without a plan, without um, you know, you're using techniques or anything, I started to feel free, like this different, this different experience of freedom. Um, I started to feel this peace and joy, but in my circumstances around me, if I placed my attention on it, it was like crazy stuff going on. But within myself, I started to feel this, this different awakening and... In that space, as I went through it, I started to notice things were starting to happen. Like there was this plan that was starting to unfold, but it wasn't me making a plan. And what I mean by that is, I started, as I said, I started to write, and people started to ask me questions about what I was writing. I would just share it on my Facebook at that time, um, and they would ask me questions. And then from that, I found myself mentoring, and then I got asked to speak. And before I knew it, I started writing on a blog. And then that started getting traction. Like these things just started to happen. And, you know, if you'd asked me six years ago, would you ever be, you know, a speaker or a writer or a mentor, I would have said, like, I wouldn't have had the faintest idea about doing something like this. 
So to answer your question, how I got to here, to this point, was not through uh, planning or going, well, this is what I want to be. I just got in touch with being myself. And that started that real journey of being myself. And what I mean by that, and when I say the word myself, not my ideas and reactions to who I think I should be, but rather myself as that feeling, that feeling that's moving through me moment to moment. And as I followed that journey and followed, as I said before, my own intuition, I've been taking on this incredible path over the past six years where I've started to realize that the only thing that is real is what I feel. So for me, I don't look to my circumstances to what's possible. I go to the feeling and I've realized that more and more when I trust in what I know in terms of what I feel, anything is possible. As long as I don't have a thought about my circumstances and believe that to be more real than what I feel. So that's how I've come to arrive at this point in my life. Um, hope that summarizes where I'm at <laughs> uh, nicely for you. <laughs> to begin, I must say, you know yourself so well and it's so lovely as to be to be a an interviewer to ha, to speak with someone that is so clear and concise on their own life so first off thank you that was awesome yeah. like the beautiful timeline and i felt like i was really in your life there for a second but more so just because like you're great storytelling but also because like i have a lot of similar experiences that you listed of i have been doing the same thing i, I didn't have a different job but i had this thing I do now, which is coaching and speaking and, and, and courses and podcasts, but I did it at first from a place of fear and mm. in pursuit of security. So mm. hearing you talk about that, I'm like, wow. And when you spoke on being broke and having debt collectors after you, did you have any sense of freedom whenever you finally had this biggest nightmare come to life? No security, no money. People are after you. Was there any sort of freedom that came along with this to see, wow, I'm still alive. I still know myself. I still have intuition. Yeah, look, it's uh, my story is quite funny, you know, like because people look at me and they think, yeah, you're lucky, you know, you've got money. You know, because I look at my lifestyle right now and I travel around. I do some crazy things. Like I travel, I, I look like I'm, I, I look like I live a millionaire lifestyle, put it that way, okay? But I can tell you it's got nothing to do with how much money I do or don't have these days. It's got nothing to do with that. Um, when that moment in time happened, you know, five years ago where I was going through what felt like, you know, <laughs> baptism by fire, right? <laughs> That's what I call it anyway. When I went through that financial period, yes, there was a sense of freedom amongst it because I just lost being scared. I lost being in fear of... This idea that, you know, if I don't pay someone, something horrible is going to happen to me. You know, like I'm going to lose my credit rating or I'm going to become bankrupt or, you know, just these fears that are ingrained within us. And I realized that's the stuff that kept me going on that sort of financial, um, that financial freedom story. Like even those words, financial freedom, like I started to realize I already am free. We are all are. But we put these things around what freedom means, and then that's what then controls and influences us. And one of those big things that that we relate to freedom is money. You know, we put so much power in it. You know, so we think about it so much. It's incredible. You know, for me to observe that and go through that 
that process and how much power it, that I had placed in money and what it meant to me was incredible. Uh, but yeah, through that period, you know, I went into huge debt. You know, I went into a quarter of a million dollars debt. Um, that's how, when I say I left my company, like I left and I had huge responsibilities. I had a property portfolio. I came from having a very big lifestyle. Um, and I literally just got rid of everything overnight. And I didn't care whether it was the right or wrong thing to do. I just wanted to get out. And even if that meant, even if that meant going into, you know, huge debt, one thing I didn't do, uh, which is, you know, I always touch on is that some people do this. They go on the journey and they go, you know what? I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to be stuck in this corporate world, whatever it is. And it's just like money doesn't matter now. It's not important to me, right? The thing that I did do is I did front up to my debts. You know, I didn't just go stuff. I'm not paying it. I went, this will be paid, but it's not happening now. You know, I kept in contact with everyone. Even when they call me, I was just super honest. And if someone threatened me, I was just very honest back to them. I go, well, go ahead, go do what you got to go do. I'm not scared. You know, like it was, it was a very interesting time in my life because I would never usually talk to someone like that, especially the bank. You know, I'd be scared. I'd be like, yes, okay, I'll make something happen. Let me go sort it out. And I put myself under stress and, you know, stretch myself. But I just, I didn't want to have that feeling anymore. Um, and long story short, basically, um, that, that debt got paid and sorted out. But I can tell you, over those years, I never placed my attention on pay, paying that debt. I just knew it had to be paid, but it wasn't up to me how, you know. And that's a deeper conversation. But you know, when things are manifested, just like a bill is manifested, it's already paid. But what happens is because we don't know that, we go looking at how we are meant to pay that. Then we go and work, and then we trade something in order to pay for something else, rather than knowing that it's already paid. Um, the best way I can describe that around money and, and financial stuff is, you know, it's like money's no, it's just energy. And that's how I see it, you know, and what's well, how I see it now. But for me, it's like your breath is energy. It's required. You're alive. You know, it's so important, right? Like, and when you go to sleep, you don't even think about your breath, but it's always there. Like you're breathing while you, whilst you sleep. But the funny thing is that most of us, when we wake up, we think about where our next dollar is going to come from. And that's the one thing that gets in the way. And, and that, from when I realized that, that was a, a big thing for me. Because I was like, wow, like my breath is more important than money. And I'm not even thinking about it. And it's always there. It comes to me in infinite ways. But money, why do I think about it so much? You know, why do I make it mean so much to me? So even that realization started for me was something that made me look at well, what's my relationship like with it? You know, how do I feel when I use it? You know, when am I thinking about it? When is it consuming my mind? And I would just start doing things to stop thinking about it. You know, whether it was just for that month writing out what was required to be paid, putting it on a piece of paper and then seeing it in front of me and then not thinking about it. You know, and I started to notice the more I went and just lived my life, being myself, doing what I felt moved to do, amazing things happened, you know, opportunities, the way that money came into my life was just, it's incredible to watch how that happens when you don't think about it. Um, but most people thinking about it, they think that their job is what gives them income. They think that when, when they go and trade, trade time for money, that's what, that is all the money that they have coming in or out and they budget according to that. So straight away they limit what's possible. 
So yeah, I've had some interesting interesting experiences around money. <laughs> so question, mm-hmm. what about people who, because I've had this conversation on my show before, what about have, having money, like working on your money mindset by talking about it and doing mantras and reading books about manifestation and money? Do you think, so for you, are you telling me that you don't do any of that like money setting goals and how you're going to get this money and like money mantras? It's just being yourself and trusting and working on creating joy in your life and then money comes, but you don't specifically pinpoint and think and focus on the money, even if it's in a positive way? No, not at all. Let me, say, let, me, let me tell you something else I realized about that, right, and why I don't do that is because if you're setting a goal to get money that's needed, there's nothing wrong with aiming up. Like, you know, there are things in my life where all of a sudden, you know, there's a, something I'm doing, 20 grand required or, you know, larger chunks of money, 50, 100, whatever it is. Um, but I just know that's required. That's what's happening, and then I don't think about it. But most people, like what they do is they go to do something, they go, well, this is what's required. Then they go into work out how and they set this goal or this intention or they put on their vision board how much money they need and they write a check to themselves. But let me ask you a question, right? If someone who already had that money, do you think they'd be putting a, a check or a goal in place to get that money? Already having it? No. So they wouldn't. They wouldn't, right? So what are you really telling yourself when you set intentions or try to work out a goal or put it up on your vision board? What are you really telling yourself in that moment? What I thought it was is acting as if, but when I hear you phrase it like this, I think it is, I'm not this person, but my goal is to be this person. It's like that. And, you, and it's, it's like that with money. You're telling yourself you don't have it. Like if you put up on your vision board, like if you put on your vision board that I'm going to get a million dollars, you're actually telling yourself you don't have a million dollars. Like for me, you already have it. And this is another thing around manifestation. We don't manifest. And what I mean by that is I as this body, these thoughts and emotions do not manifest. But a lot of us think that we do. The truth is that when you realize who you truly are, everything is already manifested it's a big switch on like what I just said then is going to like stuff with some people's minds. <laughs> it's, right? it's doing that to me right now. Cause I'm trying to like, <laughs> cause I've been working so, <laughs> <this is> so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I've been working so hard to like learn the ins and outs of manifestation and vision boarding and acting as if, but now I'm like, hold <laughs> up. What is well, happening? Well, you know, I did all that, mate. I did it for years. But what I realized, like I said to you, I couldn't live it. You know, I, I was still coming up against limitation. I was like, why is this? And what I realized, all of that stuff, those tools and processes, are for a different part of me. They're for my ego. Because my ego is the one thing that's trying to convince me of something that I'm not, that I already am. And who you are is already limitless, unconditional love. You already are everything. There's nothing you lack. But we play this game in thinking that we are not that. And we keep trying to use tools and processes and things to access that, which is what the mind, the ego must do in order to survive, to exist, to have a role. 
But if you try to access it through that way, it's very effortful. Sometimes it comes off. Sometimes it doesn't. It's just a different game. For me, I had to move and I wanted to move from the place where I was already free, where I didn't have to make choices to become free. You know, and that's what a lot of I found like needing to manifest was about because, you know, it's just like if I, if, you know, if I was able to manifest something, then I would feel something. Why don't I already feel that in this moment? Why can't I move freely without needing to manifest? Like things are manif- – when I say we are already the manifested, when you realize who you are, that you're not this body, like in truth, who, like who I am is energy. I'm not my thoughts or emotions. I'm not my circumstances. You are this limitless energy. But to move through that, you must realize who you're not and see, see the game that you play with yourself and convincing you that you're not. So how, how do you, Jamie, have dreams – how do, you how do have, I have dreams? You don't have dreams? <laughs> no, no. Let me. How do I, I said, how do I have dreams? Well, oh, okay. They said I don't have yeah, dreams. Look, <laughs> look, for me, yeah, for me, I notice authentic dreams. And what I mean by that, authentic dreams or authentic desires, authentic decisions. What I mean by that is that in being myself, being present to here and now, in this moment, there is like energy is always moving. And I notice there are things that it's like a bubble comes up and out of the ocean. And that's what it feels like within me, that there are things that arise within me that I feel moved to do, right? And to do, be, or have, whatever that is. And when they arise within me, it's like the decision's already made. It's like instead of needing to set a goal in order to arrive or achieve something, these goals that arise or dreams that arise within me, it's like it's already happened, and just in saying yes to it, it doesn't matter whether I get to the outcome or result, I feel alive. I'm not waiting to achieve certain outcomes or results or arrive at you know, having my dream life. I am living in my dream now. And my dream now is one of fulfillment. It's not about when, it's now. You know, and it's taken me time, it's taken me years to get to this point of feeling like this. You know, because there's been so many ideas, so many concepts about what it was to live a dream life, you know, what it was to have a loving life. So many human-made ideas about what that looked like. And it's almost like they had to dissolve and melt back into nothing so that I could realize in that nothingness was everything already. I was so busy making, you know, something out of that nothingness rather than just being in it and moving with it. So so that's why I say there's nothing that I need to manifest. It's already manifested when I notice it, that it arises within me. I just go on the journey of bringing that feeling, that energy out into form. So, the, you know, when I talk about energy, who we truly are is formless, just energy. Mm-hmm. But you're on this game to express of yourself. This energy wants to express itself into duality, into form. You know, and the way in which I play is that I feel free, you know, like to me, it's just, it's, it's like having a blank canvas. It's like, what do you want to paint? <laughs> paint away, paint whatever you, whatever you desire, you know, and, you know, desires, when I spe- speak about an authentic desire, authentic decision, authentic dreams, they're not influenced by what I see in the world. Most people are looking outside of themselves and looking at other people's lives. They're looking at, 
other stories and things and going, well, I want that. Because there's a feeling they see in that person's story or in their experience, whether it's security, freedom, love, and they want that. So they're trying to live these lives according to what they want, not realizing they already have it. Right. I'm loving this. I'm loving this so much. It's like taking a weight off my shoulders in a way because I love, I love the idea of manifesting because it's new. It's always, it's been new for me for like six months diving deeper. It's been fun, but I will say, especially since we're recording this at the beginning of the new year, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts with all this goal setting, changing, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that's in some ways a turnoff to you. Because it, yeah. it, in like for me, I'm, I open my email and I have like 50 emails from different coaches saying like New Year's resolutions, setting goals, here's how you do it, like how you evaluate your last year. And it makes me feel antsy and a little irritated and like I want to jump out of my skin because I feel like I have so much I need to do and accomplish and be and blah, blah, blah. And I think that distracts me from the purity within me of of pure like creation and content and doing something out of just love. Um, and I just have all this pressure to like make new goals and be different and have a fresh start. And I'm, I'm really happy with who I am and the life that I'm living. And I've noticed that the more I disconnect from that kind of chatter, the better I feel and the more authentic my work becomes because it's I'm not creating out of fear that I have to do this or keep up with that or be different, grow, compare myself to someone else. I just am living this lifestyle that's intuitive to me and natural. Well, that's then that's beautiful. That's what we're here to do. Like you use the word purity. You know, like when you're not thinking – you're in a space of nothingness, and that's where true creativity arises from, you know. And that's that's what pu- you know. When you say the word, the word purity, I love purity because purity, like to move from nothing, you know, and be yourself, is what we all want. Like if you really love someone, they come to you and ask ask for advice, you will tell them the most simplest but you know important um, and valued advice you can give someone is that just be yourself and do what you love. But most people can't be themselves. Like you said, all those things that put pressure on you to look around you and, you know, these, these things that influence us, you know, in order to survive and, and keep up with everyone else, we're so far from being ourselves, you know, because you have this fear of survival. And doing what you love, so many people don't actually know what that is because they've just gone into doing what they need most of their lives. So, you know, the space that you're talking about being in, like, yeah, new year, <laughs> um, I don't have goals. I don't have a plan uh, at all. It's, 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 an, it's just another moment for me. Uh, you know, but in using time, you know, man-made time, this end of year, I do use it to reflect. You know, I do use it to ponder. I do use it to, to appreciate, you know, appreciate what I have already. And I feel that's the one thing that we we set ourselves up for at this time of year is that we look to what we don't have and how we're going to get it. And I think that when you when you start to use resolutions and goals like that, it does. It feels antsy. It feels it feels kind of weird, you know, because you're disconnecting from being here and now with yourself, where you already have everything. So at this time of year, I I actually use it to appreciate what I have, to appreciate who I'm being. 
you know, I find that way more powerful because I feel the more you appreciate what you have, uh, the more of what you love falls into your life. You know, and that what you love isn't something that you need to really go and think about. You'll just find yourself experiencing it. But most people are looking to think about what they love. So hence, you know, they come up with goals and plans and ideas and think that they have some sort of control and this is how they're going to make that happen. You know, but yeah, I don't know. For me, I did a talk and a couple of talks just recently on my, on my Facebook page and it was around this topic. You know, it was around not goal setting and it's now become a thing like I started talking about this a couple of years ago but now I've noticed as well like there are a lot of people saying you know just throw it out live in the moment <laughs> right but why you know why why and what does that mean you know why are you saying to do that you know and most people don't go there but the truth is when you are here and now with yourself you are moving from a space where you already are complete you're whole you're not having a thought. And when we have a thought about something, we separate from that space. And then we go into, when there's separation, we go into lack, into fear, into need, agenda. So a different you shows up. And that's why it feels sometimes effortful. Mm, yeah. So leading into another question that came to my mind, when you decide you want to take a leap and you do have a dream and you feel pulled in a direction, do you ever have doubts of the success of the event? Say you're putting on a live event of some sort, but you're nervous because you don't know if people are going to show up or sign up. I mean, of course, you probably have tons of people knocking on your door. But let's even say when you were first beginning this mindset shift six or so years ago, or not, mm. not that long ago, let's say like three years ago, okay? Like you're still learning it. You're not quite where you are today. Yeah. But whenever you would put things on, did you ever have moments of fear of like, oh, are people going to show up? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Or did you just keep it? I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm acting as if I'm having this event and it's going to be amazing. And you never let that doubt creep in. Or do you think sometimes doubt is is okay and healthy or yeah. is it something to block out? Yeah, look, I don't think it's to block out. I think you should completely experience everything that you're experiencing. You know, you don't want to be dishonest with yourself and... I think for me, you know, years ago, yeah, when I would do things, there were there were moments where I had doubt um, and I was unsure. But the more that I came to realize that everything that I'm doing is for myself, and this might sound really weird, but but everything that I do, be it my speaking, mentoring, uh, writing, is for me, right? And I say that because when I am doing what I love, and when anyone is doing what they love, you feel alive. Right, But what happens is that when we do what we love and we find things that we love to do, our mind likes to give reason to it and take credit. Right. So what I found is that the only reason you would worry is then when you make it mean something to you other than just what you love. And I did notice that when I was running events, you know, sometimes my focus would go on to, all right, well, I'm going to get a certain amount of people, how much money I'm going to make from this thing, all that sort of stuff, right, which is important to have an awareness about. But when that becomes more important than what you love, then, yes, the fear creeps in because you disconnect from your most authentic and truest way of showing up, which is to show up for love, which doesn't have a reason. And that means you're showing up for yourself, so when I do things, I remind myself it's for myself. I don't build an identity around why I do it. 
And I see a lot of that happen where people, they take a step into doing something new, then they start getting recognition, approval, acceptance in the story from it, then they build this identity around it and it becomes something meaningful to them. But then that also then controls and influences them. So therefore, yeah, you start to worry, um, you know, you start to think about what could go wrong, what, what may not go right. Like it becomes a, it becomes a very thoughtful process or a thinking process. Um, but the more I've come to realize I'm just doing these things, you know, um, for myself, whether there's a hundred people there or there's two people sitting in front of me, it doesn't matter. Like, and I know that sounds weird, but like I am doing this, like when I speak, like even now talking to you, I feel alive because I'm not thinking. When you're doing something that you love, you ask anyone when they do something that they love or they enjoy, like an artist or someone, even when you go for a run, you know, if you love to run or um, in sports, like when you're in the zone, when you're doing something you love and you're not thinking, it's like it's everything. You're having this timeless experience and you're doing that for yourself because you've now come alive. But as soon as you think about it and make it mean something, as I keep saying, you can't enjoy that space. You know, it, it becomes something different. Your identity grabs hold of it. And I'm very careful, like even, you know, like I may have introduced me as a speaker, writer, mentor. That's not who I am. You know, who I am is, is none of those things. They're just, they're just roles that I'm experiencing myself um, playing. But who I am is a feeling. And if I feel moved in my life to do anything, you know, whatever that be, I will move with that feeling. 100% because that's everything for me, even if that means wrapping this up one day, you know, even if that means steering away from something that appears to be bringing me income, I will move with the feeling, 100%. Those were some amazing, juicy, beautiful nuggets in there. Like I've been taking notes. Thank you. It was awesome. Uh, so what I wrote down that I want everyone to remember is um, do everything for you and your love. Don't let the pursuit of money, success, and approval create an identity that's greater than the love. And I think that is golden, so important for everyone because that pursuit of – well, I won't, won't even say the pursuit. I'll say that the sneaky formation of an identity happens so quickly and – a lot of people that many of us follow online, I'm sure they struggle with this. This is something they haven't even learned. I'm so, so glad you mentioned that. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Maddie, because you will see that, you know, especially in the health and wellness world, I see a lot of in life coaches, they're more they're more wrapped up in their perception of who they are rather than being themselves, and it's toxic. Like it's toxic there's a lot of like i see this especially for women you know that are out there trying to portray this health and wellness image and a lot of them have like eating disorders and things going on because it's just eating away at who they are they'd rather try and um upkeep this perception of who they are you know it's it's incredible like that's a whole other conversation but um yeah, I, I see that a lot. Even in men trying to, you know, perceive to being these, you know, successful and the stuff that's going on behind the scenes for them, the stress that causes other things is, is incredible because we're not being ourselves. Um, we, our ego is hijacking, hijacking um, an identity. 
Yeah, exactly. This is something that is not talked about that often because many people, I feel, don't have the words for it. It's hard to describe like what's going on when this happens, and it's hard to see it as well. But I know this happens in my own life, and I, I bet I bet people are like, Madeline doesn't struggle with that, but I surely do. I do struggle with that. So this is a beautiful reminder for everyone. Um, Jamie, awesome, beautiful insight. Thank you so much for coming on. Before we head on over to the quick fire round, can you tell people where they can connect with you online? Yeah, look, if you want to connect with me online, uh, you can head to jamiegonzalez.com. That's uh, my website. Otherwise, yeah, Facebook, uh, just search Jamie Gonzalez. My public profile um, is actually facebook.com forward slash I am Jamie Gonzalez if you're looking for that. Um, or otherwise, I write a lot on Instagram. Um, you'll see pictures, but there's a lot of writing I express myself through there. So if you want to get to know me um, in terms of what I'm expressing and, and through that that avenue, um, yeah, come have a follow. Perfect. Okay, ready for the quick fire round? Let's do it. Okay, number one, what are three words to describe you? <laughs> three words to describe me, wow. Um, truth, love, freedom. Those are great. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world besides where you live now, where would you live? That's a really hard question because I just love where I am right now. Uh, <laughs> if I could live anywhere in the world, oh, I'm going to my feeling where I've had already an amazing experience. It would be I'm half Spanish. So up in north of Spain, there's a place called St. Sebastian. And I had an amazing time up there. And, uh, yeah, I love that part of the world. So probably there. Beautiful. What did you eat for breakfast? I had an orange juice for breakfast. And I'm, and I'm sipping away on a coffee right now. <laughs> Sounds solid breakfast right there. What is, what's the most exciting thing going on in your life right now? Oh, wow. That's not a quick fire question, Maddie. <laughs> I know. I, I, they're not quick fire. They really aren't. <laughs> Look, the most exciting thing is, and I, I, someone asked me um, the other day, said, Jamie, what's your biggest accomplishment, right, <laughs> for 2016? And I said to them, you know what? There are so many things that have happened and that are happening, but I can tell you that the biggest accomplishment right now in my life is that I feel more alive than I've ever felt. And, yeah, that's, that's where it begins and ends. Mm. That's, that's, that's what's going on for me right now. There are so many different things happening in my life, as I said. Um, beautiful, amazing, challenging, exciting um, things, but I just feel so alive. Um, yeah, I think my only regret will be dying because I really know what it was to have lived. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're going to make me cry. Stop it. <laughs> it's like the best quote. I love it. Okay. What is your, okay, again, probably not quick fire, but if you had to make it quick, what is your biggest turn on quality wise and a partner? Biggest turn on, oh, kindness. I, yeah, when I see someone who is just kind, um, it melts me. Like, just kind. I don't know, kindness. Kindness does, yeah, sinks me. I love it. Who are three people you'd invite to your perfect dinner party? Wow, three people. Okay, uh, Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I love that guy. Uh, then 
Eckhart Tolle would be one of them. Then someone fun and interesting like, oh, what's his name? What's the, what's the actor from um, Iron Man? Fun and oh. really interesting. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Why can't I think of his name? I can't remember his name. Is it, um, oh, no. Uh, I, I see his head, everything. Such an art. No, um, Robert Downey. No. Yes. Robert, is it Robert? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. I think he's a very interesting character. Um, and... Who else would I have? Oh, the third and final person. Who moves me the most that I see? You know, there's this guy called Bo Taplin. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. And I haven't met him yet, but he's this writer from Melbourne. And he writes, the way he writes, just I find so moving. Um, and I'd, I'd love to have him at a dinner party. I could chat to him about where he writes from and... Yeah, the space he writes from, I just find so moving. So he's probably not someone that everyone knows, but yeah, I don't know. I could have gone for all these change makers and stuff like that, but I just, I, for me, it's people who move me the most. Um, and yeah. Bo Taplin? Yeah, Bo Taplin. Check him out. Interesting guy. Young guy from Melbourne. He just, the way he writes is, is beautiful. Cool. I'll, I'll look him up. Um, what's your favorite meal right now? My favorite meal. <laughs> so ice cream and milk? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, if there's like sprinkles in a cherry, then it's a meal. But if it's just on its own, it's a side dish. <laughs> you know, I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, I love, um, like I, I enjoy eating meat and the meat that I eat is, um, I always get it from, it's organic, grass-fed, grass-fed, sustainable meats. Actually, I think that's important to know where your meat's coming from. Um, so I do enjoy meat, but I can tell you right now it's hot, it's summer, and I had this thing called gelato um, messina just around the corner, and wow, they make some amazing gelato. So that's been my favorite meal at the moment. <laughs> I bet Bondi has some of the most incredible food. I oh, just have a feeling. Yeah? Amazing. It's amazing food. Like, just there's, there is the most – there's a place called Pizza Durazio, and they make – I've got traveled – quite a lot through Europe and stuff like that. But this this place, they make the most amazing pizza. They ferment their bread in their base for three days. And it's the most yummiest Italian pizza ever. And it's like just a two-minute walk for me. It's quite dangerous. Oh. Um, lucky I'm very active. <laughs> okay, well, I have my Australian visa because when I came home from Bali, I had to stop over there and get a new ticket because I, I didn't have – connecting flights so i have my visa and i'm planning on coming to australia this year so get over here buddy. Can, get over here. Well, you'll have to take me to have some of this amazing pizza and gelato i will take you on a food adventure oh, food adventure <laughs> my favorite kind of adventure <laughs> uh, okay last question if you had a movie about your life who would you cast to play the role of you wow who would I cast to play the role of me? Mm. I was going to say, I don't know why, Leonardo DiCaprio springs to mind. He's done, you know, he's, he's had these great love lovers roles and then these like really meaningful roles. He's just had so many different things that he's played. Um, yeah. It's a good answer. I mean, he can, he can rock a screen, so... I can. fully support that. He's, he's the guy that pops to mind. 
Jamie, that's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been so rich, so beautiful, so grateful. Thanks, thanks for having me, Maddie. And uh, yeah, look forward to keeping in touch. And yeah, thank you and to your audience as well for having me. Everyone, make sure you check out all of Jamie's links. I fully support you following him on Instagram because he has wonderful pieces of writing and photos on his Instagram especially, but also his blogs. All the stuff he does is great. His videos, everything. So you can check that all out by going to maddiemooncom slash jamie-gonzalez. And remember, this is episode 138. Thanks, guys, for listening. And please let me know your thoughts on this episode. You can comment on the show notes. And I'll see you guys soon. Thank you.